happy saturday evening this is a single mom of purpose i am coming on today to give you this week's spiritual sunday podcast okay the title of this is called i'm not going to let you take me out okay and my scripture is genesis 3 1 through 7 and i'm going to read that for you guys now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw, excuse me, that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Again, this week's Spiritual Sunday title is I'm Not Going to Let You Take Me Out. Sandra Bland was a 28-year-old African-American woman that died in police custody July 2015. She had been jailed for three days after her arrest when they claimed that they found her hanging in her jail cell. She didn't break any laws. She didn't kill anybody. She didn't pull out any weapons. All she did was, according to the police, was fail to signal as she was changing lanes. And the response of the officer that pulled her over was, get out the car or I will light you up, as he stood there with his taser pointed at her. Corinne Gaines was a 23-year-old African-American single mom that was shot and killed by police officers in August 2016 as they were serving a bench warrant for her arrest that stemmed from a traffic violation when she, where she had been jailed previously, and it is said to be, and it's said to be of told by the arresting officers as they pointed their taser at her, "I will break your limbs." Miss Gaines was holding her son in her arms when the officers broke down her door with guns blazing. Her and her son was shot, but her son survived. Can I get you to repeat after me? I'm not going to let you take me out. How have we gotten to a place where the same ones that have taken an oath to protect and serve are the same ones pulling the trigger? I don't know how, but should have been a simple traffic stop escalated to him threatening to light up Mrs. Bland or Miss Bland, or how Miss Gaines was told they would break her limbs. I don't know if any of these women's were, women were Christians. I don't know if they were saved, speaking in tongues, and Holy Ghost filled. I don't know if they attended Sunday services at their local church, but I do know this. They weren't part of enemy territory. They weren't straddling the fence trying to decide whose team they would be on. You're probably asking, how do you know this? My response to you and anyone else that asks me, look at their life. Look at how they were taken out of this world. The enemy only has a problem with you if you are a threat, if you're doing something for the greater good. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a pastor. 
You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be an apostle or a prophet to end up on the enemy radar. All you have to do is be against his agenda and you've been added to his hit list. Satan isn't taking out his own. He is seeking to take out those that aren't a part of his family. He is seeking to take out those that are those that have a call on their life to shut his tricks and his schemes down. He is seeking to take out those that are going after the lost sheep and rallying them back to the pasture where their shepherd is high and lifted up and ready to welcome them back home with open arms. He is seeking to take out those that have declared for God I live and for God I will die. Those are the ones he wants to take out. Those are the ones that he has placed a target on. In the book of Genesis chapter 3, we get our first look at evil. This is where the plot started to get the woman off track from where God was trying to take her and those that came after her. We were supposed to have the good life, but as we found out, or find out in the book of John 10.10, the enemy only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So let me say it to you again. I'm not going to let you take me out. I don't know what was wrong with, with Eve. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. From what I read, she had a good life. She wouldn't even be here if there wasn't a need. Adam needed a help me. There was none found among the animals. So God had to create her. God put Adam asleep and took one of his ribs and created woman. Just like that, Eve was born in full life form. A whole and complete woman. She didn't have to go through the infant stage, the toddler stage, the preteen stage. She was a grown woman and she was created by God, accepted and loved by her husband. She was chosen. God provided everything that they needed. There was no lack. Eve didn't have to worry about Adam cheating on her or coming home late because it was only them. Adam was in charge of the animals and the upkeep of the garden, and Eve did her thing. All they were required to do was obey God. But that all changed one day. I don't know about you, but I've always asked myself, why Eve? Why not Adam? Why did the serpent bypass Adam and slither his way towards Eve? Wasn't it Adam that God told not to touch the tree, one tree in the garden? They have full access to everything else. Just stay away from that tree. What was so special about Eve that the enemy had to come in and deceive her? In her book, Clean House, Strong House, Kimberly Daniels says this. The devil hates women and he wants to keep women in bondage because he knows that women possess an arsenal on the inside of them that annihilates darkness. The devil hates women because it is in her to confront issues that need to be dealt with to win the lost for Jesus. Women are necessary. Women are monumental. Women are blessed and highly favored, and we are a threat to the enemy. And that is why the enemy will stop at nothing to try and get us off track, get us out of the will of God, and even send the wrong people in our lives to deter and distract us. We can't be like Eve. I can't be like Eve. I won't be like Eve, not anymore. I want to become the woman that God originally created me to be. 
I will not allow the enemy to come in and steal from me, to try and kill me or try to destroy me. God wants those that will say the generational curse stops with me. My daddy wasn't bold enough to say it. My mama wasn't bold enough to say it, but I'm bold enough to say it. I'm not afraid of the big bad wolf because I know what it says in the book of Psalms 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm cut from a different cloth. I'm letting you know right now, right here, that a generational curse ends today. Every trick, every scheme the enemy thought he was going to use to take out my family stops with me. I will be the sacrificial lamb. I will take on those fiery darts. You need someone to be thrown into that murky pit? Send me, Lord. You need someone to be thrown in the, into a fiery furnace? Send me, Lord. God is raising up his daughters to be fixated on him and his agenda. Kingdom business, not the world's. We can't be so preoccupied about the latest fashion, the latest hairstyles, who was sleeping with who in Hollywood, and we don't even know what's going on in our own homes, our own communities, and in our churches. Many of us have to be drill sergeants. We can't always sugarcoat everything because there is too much at stake. We can't always pacify you in your feelings. The devil is hot on your trail and you want a feel good message. The enemy isn't playing with you. He is seeking to take you out and you want somebody to play patty cake with you. It won't be me because I have to be obedient to God. He holds many of us that are called, chosen and appointed to higher standards because he knows we will get the job done. He has already been sending us out on assignments and he has seen how we operate so he knows who to send and to whom to send us to. Sugar-coated messages give you a band-aid effect. The microwave appeal quick, hot, and ready. When you made the choice to give your life back to God, you were supposed to be all in. Being all in says, God, have your way. Make me over. Change me. Take away anything that is in me that's not of you. This doesn't happen overnight. And let me be very, excuse me, let me be very clear. When there is a renewing and a re reawakening that needs to take place, it's not quick and it's not fast. God is very thorough and he needs and wants all of our old tendencies removed. He needs our body, our mind, our soul, and our spirit stayed on him. Give me my messages straight. Just like just how I used to like my drinks, straight liquor, no trace chases. Don't add no orange juice to sweeten it. I don't need no cranberry juice, and I sure don't need no ice cubes to water it down. Give it to me straight. If I'm out of line, tell me that. Don't beat around the bush. If I if my walk doesn't match my talk, tell me that to my face so I can get myself together. If you see me going down the wrong roads and mixing and mingling with the wrong folks, pull me aside and get me straight. Being a kingdom woman isn't going to be easy. You will come to realize that I barely say Christian women, and there is a reason for that. The world we live in has watered it down and made it something that every woman that walks this earth is automatically a part of. The word Christian 
the lifestyle of a Christian isn't based on the world, but the kingdom of God. And our number one enemy has done a great job in confusing folks and having folks think that they can be a Christian and still hold hands with the enemy. We aren't supposed to be okay with the things of the world that God hates. Likeness and darkness never went hand in hand. Life and death were never meant to be intertwined. The Bible has always told us to choose. It's either one, but never both. It's either God or Satan. The world has so many thinking that it's okay to kill people that don't look like you and still say you're a Christian. The world has so many thinking I can still go to church on Sunday. As soon as I leave, I can go back to living how I was living before I woke up, got ready, and walked into the church hugging everyone tapping my neighbor saying my amen raising my holy hands and singing the hymn for the day go down moses or is it let my people go you decide you can't go back to hating people not wanting to change not wanting to let go of the lies the enemy been telling you and holding over your head it's time to release everything the enemy has been using to keep you in bondage we have no problem getting on our knees and praying until we are rolling around on the floor crying and screaming for God to show up and show out. Or is that just me? Some women think that they are too cute to go hard for Jesus. They don't want to mess up their clothes, their hair, their nails, but when all hell is breaking loose, who they want to call on? Jesus or is it Tyrone? I'll take Jesus for $2,000, Alex. There are times when God just needs us to be silent. Just sit back and watch and give him room to move. Some of us just can't get, of our, get out of our own way. Always having to get the last word in. God is trying to be our mouthpiece in so many situations where the outcome can be so different. But we don't know how to be quiet and give God space. He has blessed many of us to be introverts, me included. And yes, I said it is a blessing to be an introvert. We are equipped with the gift of being quiet because we know the importance of being silent and allowing God to move on our behalf. We are more prone to hearing from God because our mouth isn't always open, but our ears are, and we can detect the sound of victory before it even comes forth. Our discernment level is at, at, at oh Lord, let me start over. Our discernment <laughs> level is at higher levels because we are trained to know what to look for again because while we really speak our other senses our senses are heightened and sharp as a two-edged sword many of us forfeit our keys to the kingdom of god his blessings his favor because number one we don't want to walk with him and number two we don't want to change the Bible says we are to be a new creation. We should be changed and renewed when we come to God. Better yet, when we are called by God. He isn't calling us to be the same old person when or where he found us. We need to be clothed differently and carry ourselves with style, grace, and dignity. We should be demanding respect and stop allowing folks to give us the scraps they don't they don't want no more hand-me-down living god wants you and me to have more if we aren't to mimic the life of eve we need to know that there are other women that came after her 
that set a different tone for us as women. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was chosen, hand-selected by God, to give birth to our Lord and Savior, his only begotten son, to come into the world and create a straight path for us to follow in our Christian walk. God knew who he needed to birth Jesus. Not any woman would do. There were certain characteristics that Mary had to possess. She had to carry herself a certain way. She had to be respected and loved. She had to be a believer and have unshakable faith. She had to have grace and carry herself like a woman of royalty. Ruth, now we all know Ruth. After leaving, I'm sorry, after losing her husband, she made the decision to follow her mother-in-law Naomi to her homeland, her people, and her God. And God blessed her tremendously by giving her another husband by the name of Boaz. Okay? Naomi is a mother-in-law to Ruth. She took Ruth under her wing, spoke life into her, and gave her advice that changed the whole course of Ruth's life forever. Forever. I could just talk. The woman with the alabaster box, she broke a jar of very expensive perfume and poured it out over the head of Jesus to prepare him for his burial. Those that were also in the room rebuked her, but Jesus came to her defense. The woman at the well. The woman at the well didn't know she had power. No one ever told her she was beautiful and wonderfully made. They were just concerned with what she was wearing or wasn't wearing. What she was going to do for them and to them once they got her, once they got in her presence. They weren't concerned with how her day went and who got on her nerves. They didn't care if rent was due or if there was food in her pantry. They were more concerned with the bedroom and how quick they could make it there from the time they entered the home and laid their hands on her. But you see... They had no idea that she was going to encounter someone that they couldn't compete with. This person was a giver of life, and he was about to change hers for the better. The woman with the issue of blood. One word, determination. She was determined to be healed. The Bible tells us she had no... Oh, Lord. If I could talk, y'all, and get my words... The Bible tells us she said, no more Satan. I'm not hiding in the house anymore. I'm not walking around with my head head hung low. I'm not keeping my issues under wraps anymore today. I get my healing. Today, I get back to God. Jesus came so that I can have life and have it more abundantly. And today, I choose life. Satan, you thought you won because I had been in hiding for 12 years. But guess what? Jesus Jesus is in my neighborhood and I'm going to get my healing. <sighs> Women who are called to be obedient to God. This is why the enemy hates us so. Even though God is the creator of life, he chose women to carry those lives that he is ushering into this world, into his kingdom. And while he took that rib from man every time he created one of us, we are called to be a helper of the men that he places in our lives. He calls us to be submissive to our husband. Let me say that that again. God calls us women to be submissive to our 
husband not Shirley's husband not Sally's husband not Nancy's husband and not Ruth's husband now I do my best to practice what I preach when God the Holy Spirit began to speak and show me what my purpose and my calling was I was in the disbelief and in shock I couldn't really understand why God wanted me to be this person to speak life into other younger and older women like who was I that he would choose me he wanted me to begin to share my life with others and open up about, excuse me, some very life-changing experiences I had been through. And at first I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I have been through, um, hold on, yeah, sorry, lost my, my place. Okay, so yeah, I told him I wasn't doing it. But then I was reminded that it was God that brought me through and... God that brought me out and who was I to tell him no our lives should be a reflection of the God we claim to serve as women of the kingdom of God we should know that our lives are a blueprint for other women young and old that are on the same journey and even those walking on the sideline those that have yet to decide if they are going to come to God and give their life back to him how you interact with them can change your life for good or for bad. The enemy has done a great job at getting and keeping some of us distracted. We have been believing the lies and allowing the negative that has transpired in our lives to overtake us. It stops today. God wants us women and men that have made the choice to walk into the light to be complete, whole, and free from the influences of the enemy. And God expects us that once we've escaped captivity and have been freed from bondage, that we are to show our fellow brothers and sisters the way. Harriet Tubman, I hope everybody knows Harriet Tubman, the Underground Railroad conductor, she put her life on the line to take countless slaves to freedom. Men, women, and children. She had to encourage them empower them, motivate them, and deprogram them from all the lies and negative aspects they had experienced and lived through while in bondage and slavery so they would trust her to get them to their promised land. She is very much like someone we learned of in the Bible. His name is Moses, and they are very much alike. Many that Miss Tubman came in contact, contact with to begin the journey to freedom turned back because they were afraid, just like the Israelites in the book of Exodus. They complained and grumbled and held up their journey and forfeited their freedom because they thought staying or going back to where God was taking them from was better because they didn't want to do any hard work. All they had to do was trust and believe in God, and he would handle the rest. But their minds played tricks on them. The enemy will twist things up having you believe that you're good in that dark and gloomy place, that sunken place where you can't even dig yourself out from. He keeps telling you it's okay if you go to church, but don't join. They can't do anything for you. You can just go, be my eyes and my ears so I can figure out their weaknesses and how I can squirm myself in and cause some destruction, break up whatever their God is trying to do. And there are people that actually do this. 
We have to know when the enemy is at play. He doesn't want us to have anything good. Why? Because everything good comes from God. He can try to in, in, oh, Lord. He can try to imitate, duplicate, and clone, but it will never have God's seal of approval. He thought he was doing something when he tried to offer Jesus things Jesus already had access to. Jesus was God's son. How does he not have access to everything created by God? Just like we are children of God, how don't we have access? Many of us fall for the schemes of the enemy and relinquish our access. We give it up because the enemy flashes something shiny in front of us. Sometimes it's shiny and sometimes it's good looking and it stands six feet tall, dark and handsome, smelling all good, tatted up in all the right places and ready to put the smack down in all the right places. That's my story, or rather one of my stories, of how the enemy tricked and deceived me and I fell for it. But guess what? I had to get back up, dust myself off, and go back to God, repent, and ask him for forgiveness. While this started out as a message for women, God needs this to be heard on every level. His children need to know his time out for the fun and games, partaking in religious and worldly practices and not abiding by his words, his commandments. We aren't supposed to be glorifying worldly standards, giving more to worldly things and decreasing in kingdom things. It's out of order and it needs to change because guess what? God is watching and he wants all of his children to be free completely free free from bondage and free from the grips of the enemy i want to thank you guys for listening that has been this week's uh spiritual sunday installments um and if you have not uh been keeping up with uh my book review on the spirit of rejection i um encourage you once you're done listening to this message to go on and listen to those there are six of them so far it's on a book by john eckhart destroying the spirit of rejection i've done chapter one through chapter six thus far there are six more chapters to go okay um thank you again this is the single mama purpose i am on instagram uh, you can listen to my other podcast. You can uh, look at my other previous Spiritual Sunday articles on my website, www.tamaramccarthyenterprises.com. Uh, if you are interested as a kingdom woman, I have a Facebook group for kingdom women. It is Kingdom Gales Ministries. Um, I have books that I've written. I'm a self-published author. They are all available on Amazon. Just look up my name, Tamara McCarthy, and you'll find those there. Again, I thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. And um, I will be talking with you guys um, another day. I'll come back on and uh, continue the book discussion. And I will be back next Saturday to give you spiritual, our spiritual, next uh, week's Spiritual Sunday uh, podcast. Okay? 
So continue to have an amazing weekend, um, an amazing week ahead. And if you're out and about, be safe. Hope you're wearing your mask. I know a lot of people are upset about it, but it's going to keep you safe. It's going to keep you alive and it's going to keep those around you alive. Okay. Thank you.